0: You are listening to come as you are the podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm joined by my two friends, Amanda and Tyler. We are a trio of coaches coming together to explore life's biggest topics. Each episode we hold true to our name, come as you are by showing up and going live, whatever we bring to the table that week is what we talk about. No scripts, no planning, just real and raw conversations. And audience participation is always encouraged. Our mission is to create a space where vulnerability and authenticity take center stage. And we believe in the power of deep conversations and soulful connections. So welcome to the show. We are happy that you're here, and we invite you now to just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation.
1: Hello.
2: Hello, hello.
1: Happy Friday. Hi. What a hot mess express it has been in the, in the last 5 minutes here before we went live. Holy moly.
2: <laughs> but we are here. We, we are, are here.
1: I know. I feel like I feel like I need to do like a centering like deep breath. Hold on. I'm just going to like <sighs> All right. Everything's better now. Oh, but that was super
0: quick. Like I can't calm down in like eight seconds. Oh, yes. I, I need like a minute. at least.
1: It's so, it's so centering. Like I like at work sometimes because I'm like, go, go, go. Like for most of the day, like switching between all of these tasks and to do's and whatnot. And then sometimes I get on like coaching calls. Like I have one-to-one live sessions and then I do live group coaching sessions and things like that. And like, sometimes I'll go up until like 30 seconds before the call is supposed to start. And I'm like frantically trying to open zoom and get the notes pulled up and everything like that. And then all I need to do is like, before I actually like, like, like start the meeting is I just need to take a deep breath because it's like, (sighs) there's something very centering, even just as small as like one deep breath. And like, does it? fix everything no but I feel like what it does is it does ground you in like that present state of like okay we are here there's nothing happening around us like we're fine and like I can go on and do my day but it took me a hot minute to get to that space of like you know and I do it I realize I do it every single day like at one point or another whenever I'm like feeling frantic before a call or something like that I'll just do the one calming deep breath and, you know, it fixes enough to allow me to like switch on my coach hat and be like, okay, I've now got to like help these people and whatnot, but it's really become inadvertently like a ritual that I do right before all of my coaching calls. And I, I like to take a nice, nice deep breath every once in a while. Mm, yeah. I,
2: I, this is so interesting how we really go about our days so often mindless on our breath, right? Like, just noticing and having that awareness of our breath, I think, is something that is a little underrated. But it really can – and though, yes, depending on what is going on, sim- like, I can – I feel both of you where it's like, no, like I need my time, but then sometimes it is, okay, well just like at least just one, at least just one breath to bring me back, and I find sometimes if like I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling like really anxious about something, I I guess like over time and practice, I naturally just automatically do one like really deep sigh, and it's the point now where my family is aware of this and they just look at me and they're like, are you okay? <laughs> Cause they know that usually means that there's something going on up here that I'm processing. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to let it go with my breath and let's move on. Cause yeah, it can get like all the things can get stuck, especially I think as coaches, because we work so deeply with our clients and their emotions and though so, we're not our clients, but I think as coaches who really care about their clients and want to see them be successful, sometimes even in that we can take that on a little bit and Mm -hmm. letting that go is okay. That's, that's not mine. That's somebody else's, I think is that cleansing breath can be really helpful for that too. So many, so many reasons and ways that our breath is powerful. I just, notice as a coach that having that way back to center and way back to being present in my moment in my life has been so important. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. about you guys. I'm seeing nods. I'm guessing, yes, we're on the same page here, but I'm curious like what, what your guys thoughts are or the ways that you guys bring yourself back like what are you know those present moment ways of being like how do we bring ourselves back to the present moment when we get so caught up in and yes our breath is one of them but i wonder what other tools come to Mm -hmm. you guys
0: i think breath is for sure like a really solid one Mm, and I find this both as a coach and a coach client, very helpful. So for example, even in my own coaching sessions with my coach, um, what my coach always asks me in the beginning, Hey, would you like us to take a minute um, for like, just calming down, arriving in the moment. And I find that so fundamental, like so helpful and not only in coaching settings, but in, in like, Any other kind of events that I run that I the first thing I always do with the participants is to say, okay, we are gonna do a little reading or just a minute of mindful breathing or something like that, so that everyone has a chance to arrive. Because I think Tyler, you were describing it so perfectly that we are all like doing this, you know, and then we're jumping into a call and we're still like so wrapped up in our heads. And it just helps so much to settle into the situation by just, mm-hmm. I don't know, reading something inspirational for a minute or just breathing or doing it, even like a one minute meditation can, can help so much. So that is also for me, like a really huge tool that I'd love to both like be on both sides of the, of that um, whether I'm the one being coached or the one doing the coaching and something else I find really powerful is just noticing our, body. So this little like going through your body and noticing maybe where there's tension and then just breathing out that tension. Um, And I do this on, on a daily basis where sometimes when I'm like really deep into working on my computer, you know, we can like get hunched up or like have these really not so great positions and tense ourselves up without even noticing. And for those moments, when I'm noticing, okay, you're really tense right now, like for no reason, really. You're just like sitting there, really like not comfortable. And then I just go from like head to toe, and I check my body, okay, where there where there might be like a lot of tension, and I just try and let that go. So this is also a tool I love to to use for myself.
1: I I have like rituals that i do too that are that like start like they're they're like start i call them startup rituals you know and they're very like again even even as short as like 30 seconds to a minute of like intentional like oh i'm gonna light the candle and then i'm gonna turn on the camera and then you know like right now i'm I'm holding one of my crystals like I tend to like have these little like rituals where I, they're, they just signify the start of something, you know? And I can tell on the days when I don't do them that my energy is off, that I'm like not operating as aligned or as aware as I normally am, because it's like, it's like, okay, we're not intentionally grounding. And so like, there's like, you know, and, and like, again, like I have a toolbox of things and it's not always the same. Like I don't, you know, I'm not really strict and like, I have to do this and then I have to do that because to me that takes the, to me that takes the awareness out of like, what do I need in the moment? You know, sometimes I get up in the mornings and I go stand in the grass barefoot and I ground like actually like to the earth and I just feel my toes between the grass and I feel the sunshine on my face. And, you know, I live in Texas. So I'm like, thankful that like, I get a lot of sunshine and, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'll do that a few times a week or then other times, like I'll do like, I'll put on music and I'll dance and I'll do like embodied movement, you know? And these are all weird, quirky things that like to like outsiders, they're like, Tyler, what are you doing? But to me, they're like deeply spiritual practices and rituals that like help me stay aligned and help me stay connected to the present moment. And I think that is, you know, when we're constantly, and I really felt it this morning because I was trying, like, like I, I opened up the, the stream yard for us to come in and, and do the show today. And I was like, Oh no, I forgot to cut Stephanie's intro yet again. And I was like, I can do that. So I whipped up like, I whipped up like Adobe Premiere and I was like going in and I was like cutting the clip and I was exporting and trying to get it loaded. And then, you know, still there was something wrong with it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to like, you know, go off. Like, we'll figure, we'll worry about that later. But like that energy, that chaotic, like, huh, like things are urgent and like, this is broken. And like, would it have been the worst thing? Like, if I forgot Stephanie's intro yet again, no, it wouldn't have. But it was, like, it was like we create that, like, chaos and that, like, everything is more urgent than what we make it feel. And so when I started, like, when we actually got into the show this morning, I was, like, I need a breath. I haven't breathed. I haven't, like, just sat and, like, be present. And, like, you know, I think that's the big thing with all of this is, you know, the more present we are, the more aligned we are in in the moment, you know a lot easier all of this becomes, you know? And I think we're always so focused on like, what do we have to do or where are we going or what happened yesterday? That's still making me upset that like, we just lack the, I don't know. We just lack the, the presence. And like, and like we come here on this show every single Friday. And I love the time that we spend together here in this moment, because again, it's one of the most present like hours of my life, like during the entire week, because we're just here together. And so, yeah, I don't, I went off on a little tangent there, but you know, I think it's like, I think you have to create little rituals and have routines. And again, it's a practice. It's a discipline that comes like you're never mass. You never master full presence. I don't think.
2: Well, I also love too that we've touched on that it can look different depending on how you're feeling. For me, I have my morning routine, though it can look different each day. Yes, these are, you know, the hours, right? Like this is the time that it happens during my day. But what I'm doing can sometimes look different. like. Maybe it is a meditation. Maybe it is some journaling. Maybe it is a hypnosis session. Like there's different things that are happening within that morning routine. And then I have my like nighttime routine. But again, doesn't necessarily mean that every single day it looks exactly the same. I love going on my intuition and checking in with myself, checking in with my body. So I love that we also touched on that too, that what would I feel like I need today instead of being super rigid and okay, so step one and then step two and then step three. And though sometimes I do get into a habit or a routine of similar things happening each day, but it's because it's what feels good. And also something that came to mind when you were sharing Tyler too, was this idea that, you know, we do get caught up in this chaos. And one of the biggest lessons in I I don't know in 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 life or just in I don't even know but just it's a really big lesson that we create our own stress Mm -hmm. and I talk about that a lot in my coaching programs and usually when you when I say that you can see the client's face like excuse me like what did you just say? Why would I create my own stress? But the idea is that this is actually super empowering because knowing that we're creating our own stress, it allows us to choose how we respond, right? And oftentimes when we're in this chaotic mess, it's because we're making it mean something like, oh, if we don't have Stephanie's intro, the whole podcast is gonna be ruined, right? Like taking it to like the extreme, and noticing that, okay, well, what can I control here, right? And maybe for this, that maybe isn't the best example, but you already mentioned it. So I thought, okay, let's go with it. But I think this is especially in relationships when it's like, we're trying to control someone else. And if we just looked at, okay, well, if I focus on what I can control here and it's how I'm responding to this situation or to this person, And if we're responding in a way that's calm or we're responding in a way that's anxious and stressed out, we do have control over that. And though sometimes, yes, emotions just come up. It doesn't mean that we stuff them down. That's not what I'm trying to say. However, there is the awareness that we have on, okay, am I making something out of this that isn't really even there? Right? Like I think we're so good at, thinking of the worst case scenario and it's going to be like death. Like it doesn't matter what we do. It's just going to be like the worst thing in the world. Like everything's just going to be horrible. And, you know, and when we look at, or we remind ourselves and step back and, okay, well, if I'm creating my own stress here, what can I do to, that I can control to shift and maybe show up differently? Mm. And yeah, I don't
0: know, that's that's my two cents. That's so interesting. You you brought up um, a lot of things and I guess there's a very potent question here for me. Mm, When we have the suspicion that we may be the creator of our own stress, what might be something that we can do to figure that out, you know, because I think often we, we have blind spots, right? <laughs> like we can't see everything. But if we wanted to go, and we wanted to figure out, hmm, where might I be creating more stress than I mean, yes, can be a bit positive, right? But the t- stress we're talking about here is the, is the stress that we don't actually need It's like optional stress that we say yes to subconsciously (laughs) and how about like switching this around so what would be something um that this question is for the two of you what do you think is is a is a good first one or two steps that someone can take to just raise awareness like to just be mindful and and figure out oh okay this is maybe something that is causing me uh where i'm causing my own stress
1: I mean, I think that's a great, I think that's a great question and it's, and I think the, like, like the most, like the simplest answer to this, which is also, I think the hardest answer is again, being mindful and aware of what's happening around you and like, let me give an example here. So again, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use my sister as an example. I hope she doesn't mind too bad, sis. I love you. But it's one of those things where my sister is a very anxious person. And to me, anxiety lives in the future where usually Worried about things that are in the future that in current present state, we have absolutely no control over, you know, but our bodies get like, oh my God, well, this could happen and then this could happen and then this could happen and then then all of a sudden it's this like domino effect of all of the worst case scenarios, you know, coming coming together to create stress, anxiety, fear, worry, all of these types of things. And, you know, as simple as, one, taking a couple of deep breaths, like when you're starting to feel stressed out, when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, when you're feeling anxious or fearful or worried or whatever's coming into your headspace, grounding yourself in the present moment, and then asking yourself, okay, what is causing me stress? What am I worried about right now? You know, it's that self-inquiry, which is extremely difficult to do. Like I'm saying this out loud going, oh, it's as easy as just like taking a couple of breaths and then asking some questions. Again, it's a discipline. It's a practice. It's, you know, a habit that we have to work on forming. Because again, going back to what Amanda said, a lot of the times we are the cause of our own stress we are the cause of our own fear we are the cause of our own anxiety it's because we lack the awareness we're not centered we're not connected to the now you know we're either living in the in the in the future worrying about what's coming or we're stressing out or embarrassed or ashamed or something from the past of like What happened yesterday or 10 years ago or, you know, however long ago it was. To me, when you actually center into this very moment, like, and then you have to ask yourself, am I really in danger right now? Like right now, in this present moment, we can't control what's going to come. We can't undo what's already been done in this present moment. Am I really in danger? Because again, our brains and our brains are so fascinating because we have this like old brain that takes any amount of danger and turns it into a life or death scenario. You know, it's like you have the upcoming meeting and you're worried about presenting at the meeting And like our brains twist that into thinking that like we're going to go like have to defend ourselves from like a hungry tiger or something like that. That's going to like literally kill us, you know, presenting at the meeting is not going to literally kill you, you know, but our old brains, the way we, the way we've been structured for years and years and years and years, like tells us that, oh my God, I'm in danger. And it's not like, it's like life or death danger. It's like. I'm about to be eaten or somebody's going to kill me or something and this is what like exacerbates all of the worry and the stress and the fear it's because we live with this old programming that is way way outdated for our modern times and like you know stressing out about your work meeting or you know stressing out about example like layoffs that could or could not happen and that you have no control over is not doing you any good. Like in the present moment, if we really connect to the now, are we in danger right now? Do you still have a job? Yes. Right now you do. You know, and again, I'm using these like kind of very simple examples here, but like, this is like, you know, the everyday stress. It's like, Oh my God, I could, I could lose my job. Well, have you lost your job yet? No, okay. what then, what's there really to be fearful about or stressed about? you know? because in the present moment, everything is usually okay, you know, and the only time it's not okay is if somebody is about to stab you or kill you or you know there's like again a physical danger to your health or your life in the present moment, then you you're gonna feel stressed and overwhelmed and scared and all of these kind of things. And that's because you're supposed to, but usually we're thinking too far into the future and we're worried about things that we have no control over. And, you know, when we recognize that and we recognize again, the power that we have to say, you know what, I'm going to choose a different experience. I'm going to let go of that stress because I have no control over it. I have no control over the future and I'm just going to, teach myself and train myself to be more connected to the now. Life becomes a lot more simple and becomes a lot less stressful. And then all of a sudden you tap into this beautiful, like space of joy and it's wonderful.
2: That sounds so beautiful. (laughs) And it really, takes this, you create your own stress and actually brings it to a space of joy. Right. And I think having that awareness of, okay, am I worrying about the future, regretting the past? Or am I trying to control this situation in like controlling things outside of myself, right? Other people, other things. Cause really we only have, control over ourselves and how we think about things or the beliefs that we make about things or how we act and how we show up. Although then I'm like, "Hmm, yeah, but then subconsciously. So I think that the awareness is probably one of the most important things that we do need to have when it comes to recognizing that we are creating our own stress. Because if we lack awareness then we're just gonna keep going around and around, around in the hamster wheel of stress. But when we have that awareness, it's kind of like the er, like you know foot on the brake, hold on a minute, let's let's step back and let's take a look at this for what it really really is. And it does it like bringing us into that present moment the more. The more presence we have, it truly is. There is so much joy there. There is so Mm -hmm. much to appreciate in the moment. Mm -hmm. We're just often, yes, worrying about the past, regretting the past, worrying about the future and creating all of these crazy scenarios that probably like 99% of the time, they don't actually even happen. Mm. Yeah, my curiosity goes. to So, how do we like stop that? How do we stop? And I know the part of it. How do we stop the hamster wheel, right? How do we stop ourselves? And what once we're on the hamster wheel, how do we? Yeah, I'm collecting my thoughts. You guys, take it. <laughs> what do you guys think? How do we? How do we grow that awareness? How do we, yeah, how can we be more present? Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's your answer already. Like so many of the things or everything that Tyler mentioned is so true. um, When we find ourselves back in the present moment, then the worries fall away. If if you're just present in the here and now um, and this there's so many great ways to do this, right? (laughs) We mentioned it with breathing and becoming aware of your body, meditation. Um, Amanda, you mentioned hypnosis as well. Journaling, just going for a walk and noticing not just like walking, but like actually noticing the things around you and hearing the birds chirp and um, just yeah anything to center ourselves in the in the present moment i think can have a really positive impact on on our mental state in that moment i do want to mention something here though that cuz i i'm one of those people for sure as well that i'm pretty sure subconsciously. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of stress in my life that I don't actually need. um, But somehow it's there. And I'm sure I'm responsible for putting it there. Mm. And I do want to mention that we have this alert system. Yes. In our Mm. brain, there's this part of our brain that is responsible for responding to danger. Tyler, you were explaining this so well already with like physical danger, but then there's also emotional and mental danger, right? So when someone is at the street or someone is at the on the phone with you, let's put it this way, someone's on the phone with you, let's say you were speaking with your with your parent, and they're maybe like hundreds of miles away from you. So there's no physical threat, but they're yelling at you for something, then that's a that's a that's not a physical threat, right? It's like an emotional or or mental kind of um, threat. And this will also activate our alarm system in the brain. So there's like different different kinds of um, danger that we can experience or that we can project for, onto ourselves. And um, if we have had, this is a bit more going into like psychology now, but I, I really <laughs> do want to mention this, that if we have had really difficult Hardship in our past that shook our shook this part of our brain up really really badly, right? So I'm talking about trauma. Um, things that, well, it doesn't even have to be trauma, but things that really really had a had a huge impact, where our alert system went off, but maybe we couldn't get out of the situation, where our alert system just got turned on often, so often, so often, it's kind of like worn out that we we have we are a bit oversensitive to danger so maybe even small things that might not even be that threatening to let's say i know there's no such thing but average person right like to to the to the average person it's it's just a normal thing but we are reacting already like our alert system is already going off so i just wanted to bring this awareness to it again it doesn't have to be trauma but um, when we've had hardship in the past we had certain experiences in the past um, that really affected our alert system and our brain and we can be so sensitive that we are um, going on, on on going off and, and our alert system is going off on like really really tiny things and, um, I'm one of those people. So, so I know that this, this really sucks because you're like constantly like anxious and on alert and you can't really get yourself out of it. And for that part, I really do want to mention that one of the things that can get us out of it is not necessarily something that we can just do in a morning meditation, but we actually need support because there are those things that we can't see. We just can't. Like, I think that there is like so much of as fascinating as our brain is (laughs) we we cannot see our own blind spots sometimes and for that I do want to say that one of the tools we can use is definitely ask any kind of professional for help Um, we don't have to do this all on our own and again I feel like I'm mentioning this in every episode but I feel it's it's so important to just emphasize that the three of us here wouldn't be sitting here without other people helping us too um, like our journeys as coaches, facilitators is very much a journey where we met a lot of awesome people and we had help from so many people to get to this place where where we are at now. And, yeah, no one should feel like, oh, I have to do this all by myself. Oh, now I have to come up with a routine of um, anchoring in like, presence and, and centering myself, like, you know, you don't have to do this. Um, by yourself. I feel like I really wanted to point this out at this, at this point.
1: I think that's a great point to make. Again, we always come on this show and we dive so deep into these large, large topics and we make it seem like, Oh, it's just as easy as like taking a deep breath and recognizing where you're at and like all of these things. you know i'm i'm i've been experience i have been experiencing recently what i consider deep gratitude moments and i was talking to my therapist again going off of what stephanie was saying like i go to therapy i have a therapist i have a team you know like like i think i think in order to make yourself stronger you need supportive people around you to Help you and to love you and to, you know, help you uh, grow and evolve and things like that. So, you know, shout out to my therapist, Jasmine, I love you so much. You're like the best person ever, but I was in therapy uh, on Tuesday and we were talking, she was asking me how, how things were going. And, um, I was like, you know, honestly, things are going really great. I am extremely fulfilled in my life but sometimes I'm frustrated and I like had this moment of like deep like appreciation of like we can have fulfillment and frustration all at the same time and we can experience you know we can experience fear while still taking action you know and I think there's a there's a lot of rhetoric out there where it's like Oh, my God, you have to be present all the time. And like, you know, Amanda was asking, like, well, how do we stop the hamster wheel or how do we how do we, you know, get off the hamster wheel? I don't necessarily think we get off the hamster wheel. I just think there are times in our lives where the hamster wheel is moving really, really fast, which means we have to work on slowing it down to becoming more present, more aware, you know. Uh, And then we, we, we reach moments where the hamster wheel stops, but it's usually for like a blip of time, you know, it's like usually like, like, you know, if we're lucky 10 minutes, you know, like, like we're not, you know, for 10 minutes, we might be fully present and aware, you know, and I think again, we don't ever get off that hamster wheel because that's not how it works you know it's like it's like we can't break free of the hamster wheel but we can work to slow it down and we can work to extend like completely stopping the hamster wheel you know and that i feel like for me is what i've what i've been experiencing recently where like i have really present moments and then i get a wave of deep deep gratitude like like beyond like the i'm thankful for my water cup and i'm thankful for my like morning cup of coffee and things like that but like just this sense of like holy moly i am so grateful for this experience and life happening around me and within me and like you know like all all of these things and it was it, it, it's been in those moments where I'm like, Oh, I'm really present. Like that's, that's been the, the awareness for me is like, it's like when I feel this immense, like deep, deep gratitude, I know I'm like really present in, in life. And like those, that's been my little cue of like, Oh, I'm on the right track. Like I, you know, the hamster wheel has stopped and let me just like relish this, you know, moment. And again, this is take, I, I'm, I'm thinking back on this, like this has been like 13 years in the making, you know, that I've been that like, I first opened my first self-help development book and, you know, started down this journey of like self-discovery and, you know, all of these, these things like again, thir- it's like taking me like 13 years to get to the space of like, I'm recognizing deep, deep gratitude and I'm really present you know, again, I'm not even really present the majority of my day, but I am having more present moments where it's like, oh, this is beautiful. This is joyful. This is lovely. And that to me is, I think what this is all about. So it's not getting off the hamster wheel. I think it's about slowing it down and seeing how long can we keep it from moving
2: that's so beautiful in and, and then love too that you added this layer of gratitude because I think that that's really huge and also something that was coming up for me was this idea that you know we often hear I, it's, I think it's like almost cliche at this point of, oh, it's okay to not be okay. And I think it's also important to hear that it's okay to be okay. Mm. Especially Mm. if you're often in this moment or this feeling of, oh, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. And then you have those moments that are okay and it's like, wait, no, wait.
1: (laughs) Shouldn't something be wrong?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that.
2: So it's okay to be okay. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to feel joy.
1: And can I can I add something into this Please. mixture here? Because I love what you just said, Amanda, about, like, it's okay to be okay. And I think so... Often we're expe- like we're expecting like we're expecting like joy to feel like tingling, magical, like sensational, like ah, like you know, like we're expecting to exp-like, like joy to me. I mean, of course, joy is warm and like beautiful and like, you know, it's definitely a lot better than being stressed and anxious all the time. Let me, let me tell you about it. But, you know, I think joy sometimes is like when you're just in that place of okayness relish in that, you know, because I think so oftentimes we want to experience like extreme happiness or like You know, and and there are moments of really, like, intense, joyful moments where everything is really warm and fuzzy and it's amazing. But then some of those moments where it's just okay, let's stop and appreciate how awesome okayness is. You know, and how good okayness is. Because I think so often, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at the extremes, you know, we're looking at like either extremely fearful, anxious, overwhelmed, or like joyful, like unstoppable, like king of the world. And like, you know, these are like two polar opposites of the spectrum of emotions and feelings. And like, to me, true balance and calm and like, where where I really like to be at is I like to be in that okay place where, you know, things just feel good and there's nothing major to report. And, you know, it's like, it's like, is there anything spectacular happening? No, but there's also nothing like majorly bad happening. And so there's that beautiful, like, balance of like, I love the okay place where, you know, things are just okay And I sit in that and I relish in okayness for as long as I can, because it's a hell of a lot better than being anxious or worried or fearful or overwhelmed or any of the, like the negative stuff that I've experienced in the past, you know? And then when I sit in that okayness for a while, I eventually then get to experience like the, you know, the full space of joy and and happiness and, you know, deep love and all of, you know, all of those big, big things that we want. But it's unrealistic to to set the expectation that we always have to be over here in, like, the joy, total happiness, total, like, everything is a 100% amazing and the world is rainbows and sunshines and butterflies. And, you know, sometimes it's just okay. And... I think we really need to honor that and celebrate that a lot more and that it's okay to be okay as amanda said
2: and not searching for the oh well what's not okay right if when we're sitting in okay we just sit with okay and be okay with okay mm-hmm. instead of well what's not okay almost panicking that well, things are okay now i'm going to anticipate the not okay
0: Well, wow, you you two are talking about one of my favorite topics, destination <laughs> addiction, when we think we like we're just like looking for the yeah. for the thing and like the ultimate forever um perfect fairy tale ending and then it's gonna feel like that for the rest of our lives. And then newsflash, that's not what life is all about. <laughs> um I love this topic so much and I really loved how we how we landed here. And I can just really echo that, that, um, you know, we have this huge range of emotions uh, available as human beings and they are all meant to be felt. (laughs) And sometimes we have a bit more on that side of the spectrum. And sometimes we feel a bit more on the other side of the spectrum. And sometimes we are just in the middle and not judging that and just letting, allowing that, um yeah that that I think it's so beautiful and that is one of the I would say one of the um key elements to living a fulfilled life as a human if you ask me uh cuz if we keep trying to outrun one feeling it will just follow us like a bad habit <laughs> you're always anxious and you're like I don't want to be anxious I don't want to be anxious you're gonna to continue to feel anxious right That's just how it works and um and yeah I'm a huge believer that all the feelings that we have available as humans like they're all meant to be felt and yes it um, sucks to be anxious or to be sad or you know there's there's a lot of let's call them uncomfortable emotions that we don't want to experience and I think it has to like a I know we are already at 45 minutes so I don't want to open like a whole new topic but I know this is something that Amanda will love now. <laughs> I believe that um, how we relate to certain emotions this starts very early in our lives this is how we watch other people we watch our parents our caretakers our teachers our friends how they relate to emotions and then we kind of just like copy paste that for ourselves and we learn and we Uh, develop a certain relationship with every emotion available to a human being and often we just learn that we're not supposed to be anxious we're not supposed to be sad then there must be something wrong with us or or that's just not how it's supposed to be and then we have this icky relationship with it and we always try and avoid it and I think this gets us in a lot of um trouble and when you have this kind of um relationship I think there's so much that you can harvest from from um, uh, shifting that relationship to a better place. Saying, like, you know, it's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay to cry. It's okay to sometimes scream into your pillow at night or, you know, do whatever <laughs> you have to do. And the goal of life mm, is not to always be on the side of joy. And, you know, like Tyler mentioned, extreme happiness and and all of that stuff. Like, that's so unrealistic. I think... Everyone who is who's trying to do that is, is setting themselves kind of up for for a lot of disappointment. Um, because this is unrealistic. And and if you look around, you will find no person on this planet who who lives only in that space over there and never experienced the other side of, of the spectrum. Like that's that's a bit unrealistic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I would say as as we're we're wrapping up. I'm gonna just put it out there that we're giving everyone a permission slip to feel all the feels and to be okay with being okay. That's my closing thought for yeah.
0: today.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something kind of very similar in this in this sense that like every single day we experience so many emotions and so many feelings and you know, it's, it's very unrealistic to try to force yourself into thinking that I can only like my only experience, my only, my only goal is to feel joy or to feel happiness. Like I've got to completely eradicate Stress and anxiety and worry from my life and fear from my life. No. I think when we have a relationship with our emotions, when we are aware of them, when we honor what they are telling us and sharing, you know, what's going on around us and things like that. When we are in relationship with our emotions, we create a greater strength and an understanding and control over you know our our emotions and life and our feelings and things like that and it's and it's you know it's not our job you know the the whole the whole key of awareness here is not to fix what is happening to try to force something different it is to just be present with what you are experiencing in that moment. And, you know, again, if you don't like what you're experiencing in that moment, can you do some self inquiry? Can you figure out, you know, how to change, how to, you know, make a different choice, how to, you know, again, think differently. And I, you know, there's a lot of that, that space out there on the web that's all around like, you know, you know, uh, thinking positive and things like that. And I do agree. I think thinking positive is a great thing to strive for. Is it always realistic to attain? Can you always be positive 24 seven, 365 days a year? No, because that is just not how life works, but we can be aware of our emotions. We can change them when they're no longer suiting us. We can take our stress you know, and turn it into calm, turn it into okayness. Doesn't mean we're going to immediately feel joyful or extremely happy or, you know, elated, but we're going to feel a little bit better. And I think that's the whole point, at least for me, from today's conversation is like, is like, we do have the power. We can take control. Doesn't mean that we're going to experience a totally opposite, ex- you know, feeling at the, After we do this, no, but we can feel better and we will, will feel better and just sit in the okayness because it's a great, even middle ground to be in.
0: We loved how we, how we did a full circle once again, like we started off by talking about, you know, when you experience stress, like what do you have control over and there are parts that you're not going to have control over that happen in your environment and that the answer to this very sh- like one sentence is you know finding ways to be present and then we were shifting over to talking about um how we feel in the spectrum of emotions and then again it's the same answer find ways to be present and there are things that you can control and sometimes you just have to sit with the emotion and sometimes you can find ways to question and is that really the emotion that i need to feel right now and and how can I maybe shift that if I if I want to? Because we do have some a certain extent of control over, over that too. So I would say with that, shall we shall we say goodbye for today?
1: Yeah. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks so much, Thank you so much for watching, listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Come As You Are the Podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at KayaThePodcast and on YouTube and Facebook by searching Kaya the Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversations going by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to join us next time for another deep conversation.